Hey guys, check out Italian Wine Unplugged 2.0, brought to you by Mama Jumbo Shrimp, a fully updated second edition, reviewed and revised by an expert panel of certified Italian wine ambassadors from across the globe. The book also includes an edition by Professore Attilio Scienza, Italy's leading vine geneticist. To pick up a copy today, just head to Amazon.com or visit us at MamaJumboShrimp.com. Welcome to the Italian Wine Podcast. I'm Cynthia Chaplin, and this is Voices. Every Wednesday, I will be sharing conversations with international wine industry professionals, discussing issues in diversity, equity, and inclusion through their personal experiences working in the field of wine. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate our show wherever you get your pods. Hello, and welcome to Voices. This is Cynthia Chaplin, and today I'm very happy to welcome Fiona Chin to the show. Fiona was a recent Vinitaly International Academy student here in Verona, and she was successful in her quest to become an Italian wine ambassador, so I'm very happy to have her with me. Fiona's living in France, working for Wine Scholar Guild, and so she has a very interesting journey into wine. So I'm really happy to have you here today, Fiona. Thank you for giving us the time. I know our listeners are going to want to hear about how you got to where you are. Hi, everybody. This is Fiona um, from Nassau Sunny Dijon, and I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> Thank you, Cynthia. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, of course, you are living in, in France and working for Wine Scholar Guild, but that is not where your wine journey started. So let's hear how in the world did you get into wine? Because I know you've come through Singapore and Taiwan. Where did you have your first glass of wine? What got you into wine? I can't really recall my first glass of wine but how I got into wine Italian wine specifically was back in 2016 that I've been working for the design industry for some time my background was in English literature in industrial design but I've always had this kind of like thirst and hunger for Italian wine cuisine so I decided that I want to move to Italy and learn how to cook so I spent eight months in Asti in Torino, went to the cooking school, and um, I actually did the internship in the uh, Italian uh, Michelin star restaurant in Torino. Fantastic. That's one of the most ancient Italian restaurants in, in Italy or even the world. I think we all know the name. <laughs> yeah, it was just amazing. And like, when you're eating, you have to drink wine, right? And I was just so fortunate that for me, I was the first proper introduction to wine was Barbaresco, Barolo, Dolcetto, Barbera. I was very fortunate that I was. You were. That's a that's a much classier story than you know most people, myself included. You know, started off with really bad wine and got interested and in, and in worked. Yeah, you started at the top. You have nowhere else to go now. Yes. <laughs> no, there's no return. So you can see why I'm here in Burgundy now. So my my appetite for good wine is just like I started with the best. I have to you know continue with the with with this route. So. Well, which is excellent. So, and, you know, let's just face facts here. I'm a lot older than you. Not that older, to be honest. <laughs> Neither of us are Italian. So it's always a challenge coming to Italy and getting into, you know, the enogastronomy sector as a as a foreign woman. So 
And when you first came to ASTI to go to the school to learn how to cook and started working in the industry, in the Michelin, especially in the Michelin industry, how, how did it go for you? Did people take you seriously as a you know relatively young foreign woman? <laughs> to be honest, it was so difficult. I bet it was. It was so difficult because I had no previous experiences in the kitchen. And so even though I did a, 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 a course in Italian cuisines, it was nothing like actually working in a mission star restaurant. My friends, they would joke around and call me Principessa Taiwanese or just like Princess Mulan because, you know, I wonder, have you ever watched the uh, movie Mulan? Oh my God, that's just outrageous, Princess Mulan. <laughs> yeah, she, because she was like, they, they would call me that like a total uh, gazino because I am just like, I am just not there. I just couldn't do it. Like physically, it just so, so much. I need to work like 17 hours a day from Tuesday to Sunday. And we have to do lunch service and dinner service. It was, and we need, we can't just like when you're there, you don't stop. It was just crazy. So like for after a couple of months, I was like, okay, been there, done that. I'm going to do something else. I'm going to drink wine. That's all. <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's incredible. I think so many of us started, you know, on the floor. Like my brother is the chef owner of a restaurant. A lot of people in the sector started on the floor in hospitality, and it is an incredibly hard life. I mean, I know my my psalm days on the floor were very short because it wasn't uh, that wasn't what I wanted to do. So, so what did you do next? You decided you wanted to drink wine. You didn't want to be in the kitchen anymore. Quite a wise decision, frankly. So what was the next step? So uh, I moved back to Taiwan. I started to work as a brand ambassador for Italian uh, uh, Italian um, restaurant chain. So I was their brand ambassador. And they also do uh, food and wine product imports. So I was actually like selling direct to consumers, introducing them to Italian culture teaching Taiwanese consumer about, okay, how can you utilize the beautiful Italian food products, the cheese, the pasta, and then incorporate them into the daily Taiwanese sort of like food um, habits. So that was my job. And how did that go? How did that go? I'm interested in Taiwan. You know, how, how did they take to having Italian wine and food introduced to them? Because it's so different from Taiwanese food. Yeah, but actually there's a lot of similarity, to be honest. Like I was, uh, for example, uh, Botaga. Botaga is like the, the Muller roll. Um, yeah, and actually we have something similar in Taiwan. It's just like different kinds of approach that we, 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 we use it differently. But when I try to introduce them, like, okay, we have something like that, but it's called Wu Yu Zi in Chinese. And then people start to understand. And then so it's actually a, very, a lot of similarities that we can find uh, in Taiwanese cuisine, in Italian cuisine, because we are all, the two cultures, we are very passionate about our food. So that's pretty cool. So basically, you became a food translator. That's that's actually very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I started out in food, but then I pivot to wine. So so, yeah, it's it's 
uh, it's a long journey, but uh, I mean, I'm very happy where I am right now. Yeah. Well, then you then you went on to Singapore, and now you're back in France. So it's been it's been quite a lot of ocean crossing for you. Uh, and studying wine in the meantime, you've gotten your MBA in wine and spirits. And what other studies did you do before you came to Vienna? Yeah. Um. So I uh, completed my WST level three, and level two, level three, and also in spirits. And um, I just uh, I'm just about to graduate from my MBA in wine and spirits. That was a lot. And uh, I just um, did my thesis in consumer perception about sustainability in wine. So I I did that. That's such an interesting topic. I was very lucky to have uh, a master of wine, uh, Stephen Charter, as my thesis professor. So that was uh, very interesting. And also, since I've been living in Burgundy. So I've been um taking the course from Wine Scholar Guild, um the the master program for Burgundy wine, and also Italian wine as well. And I will have to say, like living Italy, the Via program has been the most challenging, but also the most gratifying experience all throughout all of my wine studies. So I'm so glad to hear that. I and it, I, it sounds like we almost lost you to the clutches of the French. So I wonder when did you hear about Via? How did you hear about that? Are you enjoying this podcast? Don't forget to visit our YouTube channel, Mama Jumbo Shrimp, for fascinating videos covering Stevie Kim and her travels across Italy and beyond, meeting winemakers, eating local foods, and taking in the scenery. Now, back to the show. So actually, it's it's like back in 2019 that before moving to Singapore, I, I that's when I decided that okay I want to do wine. So I reached out to I really love about well, one thing I really love about Via is the community. So I reached out to Amelia. She's ambassador based in Taiwan, and I also reached out to um, uh, Jessica and Wanxing, and they're t- uh, the the other two ambassadors in in. Um, in Singapore, because what I know is that I love about Italian wine, and I want to know more about Italian wine because I know it's very difficult, it's very complicated. And I did some research, and then I and I stumbled upon a Italian wine ambassador program. So that is uh, when I feel like okay, this is the 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 path that I want to pursue. And I reached out to them, and they they've been very helpful in helping me getting here. So like. The day when I passed my exam, I immediately texted Jessica and and I just told her that, oh my gosh, I passed. And she has been there for me like throughout this year because of a COVID. I was supposed to come to Verona back in 2020, but <laughs> I know, I remember. But then we did the agile, but then, you know, um, back in the past, in the past couple of years, things has been crazy. I've been moving from Singapore to France and with my studies and MBA, I just couldn't make it. So it has been postponed for so long. 
But then I feel like if if I would have if if I came here in twenty twenty, I wouldn't have passed because I feel like. In wine world, it's really like the more you know, the more you don't know. That's so true. So, so yeah. So I was really lucky that I feel like everything happens for a reason. So I just feel like okay, twenty twenty three, I'm ready. I'm here. Um. So yeah, I I I was able to 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 get the pain, and then yeah, it was it was just amazing. Well, we were we were so grateful to have you. Uh, and you you had a great study group, and you had a great video group, and I just wanted to, well, I wanted to ask you what you thought of that process about you know as you said you fell in love with the community, which always makes me super happy because I think that's one of the best things about Via. We don't just put you through a course, give you a pin, and kick you out the door. You become part of the community, and we do trips and and other things throughout the year. And even if you don't pass, you're still involved. So I'm really glad that you appreciated that. But I want to hear about your experience once you got here, because you waited long enough to come due to COVID and everything else. And so many people were so disappointed during that time. I'm always happy to speak to people who eventually got here. You stuck you stuck to your guns, you got here. And how was it for you? The the four days of the course are pretty intense. You had to do the video project. Tell me tell me how it was. So I was very lucky that uh, I was able to did the uh, video project with Susanna, Sean, and Jamie. So Sean and I we actually met back in Singapore, so that was nice. And Susanna, she's based in Hong Kong, and she approached me, and I was like, "Yeah, why not?" And Jamie, he was like, because we there is a couple of Asians, Chinese, Taiwanese that based in France, but he was the odd number. So, so he was like, he approached me and said, "Hey, Fiona, do you need a group?" And I was like, "Yeah, why not? Just join us." So that was all very nice because you know what? Like, even though we are all Asians, but we come from different parts of Asia. There are people from China, Taiwan, Singapore, and Hong Kong. So we were able to, you know, come together and then bring something different、um, that we want to showcase how Italian wine could prepare with. Chinese Asian cuisines, but not just like Chinese cuisine, but cuisines from Southeast Asia and from Taiwan. So that was really great, and we actually we became very close. And Susanna, Sean, and I, we actually we after the via, we actually went on the trip to Trentino Alto Adige. And to Lugano, and it was just amazing. Like we were able because it's just not the language that we share. It's not Chinese or English. It's Italian one language that we share. So we. Oh, I love that. That's great. Yeah. So like we really speak each other's language, and and it was just amazing. Like and then after even even. Until today, that we were still chatting. You know, we was just like sharing like、uh, what's happening in our lives, what we what we are drinking, and what have we found in back in Susanna's back in Hong Kong. But she was just sharing that she found a bottle of wine that the、uh, of the wine that we visited and back in um out Aldi J. So it was just like yeah, this is I'm just really. Lucky and very happy that I am part of this community, and、uh, yeah. So, 
I love this. I, I love the the idea of uh, working on food and wine pairings, taking Italian wine and pairing with other cuisines. I do that a lot in my own uh, sort of work outside of the podcast. And it is fascinating. And to have a group from so many diverse, as you said, Southeast Asian backgrounds, um, and to do that project together was really cool. It was it was interesting. So now what are you going to do? You're as you know, we know you're doing social media and marketing for Wine Scholar Guild. You're in Dijon, poor you. <laughs> so terrible, so terrible in Dijon. I don't know how you said um, <laughs> Oh yeah, poor me. <laughs> but you have no but you have no idea. Like, I mean, Burgundy is great for the wine but not for the weather seriously the weather is not as sunny as it's it's not as sunny and warm in verona i'm just so jealous of you guys <laughs> i don't know i don't think we're gonna uh, convince people to feel sorry for you living your life in burgundy but uh, what's what are your next steps what are you hoping to do what where do you see yourself going now that you've got the title you're italian wine ambassador what do you want to do with it thanks to the community like uh, I I I knew from Amelia back when I was in Taiwan, and now I've traveled. I've finished my MBA um diploma, and I was just after I received my ping. Actually, Amelia and I we had this conversation that we want to. For me, is that I want to go back, uh, to Taiwan, and then to reach out to more people back in Asia. And then I want to teach them about Italian wine. So basically, that is my goal. I want to teach wine. This is fantastic news for me because, of course, you know that we we don't just have the Italian Wine Ambassador Program at Vinitali International Academy. We also have the Maestro Program. And our, our Italian wine ambassadors teach that in their home countries. So you've just opened the door for me, Fiona. I'm going to grab <laughs> you and turn you into a maestro yes. educator because I really would love to see you spreading this news to Taiwan. You're such a good um, ambassador. You're perfect for what we want to take this information home and, and really make it happen in your own country. That's exciting. Yeah, like that's what we want to do. We just want to because Italian wine is just so fascinating it's just not one grape it's just not just pinot noir it's not no no, yeah it's just so many and um so for me that is really my passion i just love sharing what i know and i know how to communicate to just you know normal people like people that maybe because wine is not a daily it's not a day-to-day drink in our culture. It's always considered as something special, something a bit of a luxury. But I want to, you know, tell them that, no, you can just incorporate that into your day-to-day um, life, that you can pair a uh, Moscato Dusty with stinky tofu, and that will be great. I love it. That's fantastic. Yeah, so that's, uh, I think that's what I'm going to do, and hopefully that's going to happen soon enough. <laughs> what's, what's the Italian wine market in Taiwan like? I mean, can you, is Italian wine available? Are people interested? Yeah, uh, I mean, there's definitely a lot of interest right now, and I'm just like, in Taiwan, we have this group of uh, Italian wine import we have a, a group of Italian wine lover enthusiasts. We have also we have a little bit of a Italian wine 
community in Taiwan that is very strong, and then we have uh wine exhibitions exclusive for Italian, yeah, for Italian wines, and it's a very sm- it's a small but very strong community that we have in Taiwan for Italian wines. So there's definitely a lot of interest now, and there's getting more, but. I, I guess, like for a lot of consumers, when they were introduced to wine, they first started to drink yellowtails. They started to drink a little bit of a, a Bordeaux wine. But now, people, when they are a bit uh, acquainted to wine, they uh, they 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 will know that Italian wine. There's just so many. Things are just so exciting. Well, I'm thrilled, and I know that you know you'll take your enthusiasm and your you know brilliant personality and your new Italian wine knowledge and be a huge success as an Italian wine ambassador in Taiwan. So I'm excited to see what you do, and I'm gonna I'm gonna nag you to become a maestro educator. But thank you so much, Fiona, for coming on today. I really am happy to have chatted with you about France and Singapore, Taiwan and wine. This was a really fun conversation. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Cynthia. Grazie mille. <laughs> and I hope to see you soon. I don't know. I don't know where, but uh, definitely um... somewhere. Somewhere our wine paths cross. So. Uh, Ching Ching Fiona Chow, thank you so much. Ching Ching, ciao ciao, grazie, ciao. Thank you for listening, and remember to tune in next Wednesday when I'll be chatting with another fascinating guest. Italian Wine Podcast is among the leading wine podcasts in the world, and the only one with a daily show. Tune in every day and discover all our different shows. You can find us at ItalianWinePodcast dot com, SoundCloud, Spotify, Himalaya, or wherever you get your pods.